This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Live from the pitch darkness of our studio, this <laughs> is Cognitive <Mother> Dissonance. Fucker! <laughs> Every episode Damn. we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, Fuck skepticism, and irreverence. Fuck you. <laughs> to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political. And there are no lights on in the studio. This is episode <laughs> 556. I spent so much money, different places, <laughs> different fucking internets, and the fucking lights that go to the studio. There's no fucking lights, man. There's fucking whole building power is off. Just randomly. No, we just don't say sorry. Whoops. <laughs> so we have special guest on uh, Vin Diesel from Pitch Black because... <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, brother. So, so oh, I got to tell you, man. so I get this text message from Cecil a couple of hours before we were, were ready to record. And it's just because our building, first of all, guys, when you go to our building, our building is just, it's just some little six story building like in the city. So it's not a public space office building. You have to have a key fob to get in. Well, the key fob needs electricity to work. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I'm just I'm just chilling at home not a couple hours before we record and Cecil just sends me this message and it says I have no way into the building the lights are off and the door thing isn't working <laughs> and I just stare for just a second I just stared at it because I uh, could sense the rage behind those words <laughs> <laughs> but the good thing is is that I, I'm standing there and I was getting mad. The reason why I was getting mad is because I'm trying to fit my fucking key in the door and it can't fucking fit the key and there's no light. So it's dark. It gets dark in the fucking tundra of Chicago at fucking two in the afternoon now. Okay. Now, ever since fucking it turned December, it's two in the afternoon. You need your fucking night vision goggles to walk around. So I'm standing out in front of the building and normally the building has a light on. Well, the light's fucking clearly off and the, the key fob thing isn't green like it normally there's no light. It's just, it's the absence of light. Was it freezing so rain I'm like it was out here? Because it was also. Yeah, and it's freezing rain, and I'm standing in a fucking freezing rain trying to fucking jam a key that is the wrong key into the top lock, which is the wrong lock for three straight minutes. Well, I'm just like, why the fuck does this thing fit in here? How does it fit? And it didn't fucking fit. And then finally I figured it out. I was like, oh, it's the wrong key. And it was after I, t I texted Tom, and I had already broke into the building. Oh, by opening the door, not by pulling the door off of the hinges like Tom That does. works. But it, <laughs> it does work. I, Tom is literally never run, locked out of the building because he could just break the door down. <laughs> but I'm, I I actually used the key to get in. And then as soon as I got in, I said, are the fucking lights off? And I walked over to the mailroom and I clicked the lights and they're fucking off. And I was like, God damn it. And we are on the top We're the floor. floor. We're on the sixth floor. <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I, I know for sure. 
that we are not recording from the studio tonight because all the lights are off. If they're off, off on the first floor, chances are they're off on the top floor. And so I, I think, well, I'll go grab a mic from upstairs and I'll just record from home tonight. And so I start to climb the stairs. And as I was climbing the stairs, Tom caught me on the third flight. <laughs> and so I'm like, hello, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I thought somebody had murdered and, a Tauntaun. Uh, I had no idea. Jesus Christ. That's what it sounded like, right? I'm fucking with one of those fucking wampas <laughs> just fucking screaming into the wind. So then I finally went upstairs and it's completely dark up there. But you know, you know, there was people up there though. Where the fucking Pilates people were training someone in the Pilates studio. Fucking that is in the dark. Dude, that's like some fucking post office shit. Like neither rain nor <laughs> snow nor dark of night. Right. Can stop my Pilates stretches or whatever the fuck is going on up there. Those Pilates, those Pilates people are fucking legit, man. They fucking, they are, they are, they fucking know what's up and they will not skip a workout. That's it. That's it. And I like, meanwhile, I'm trying to call the fucking landlord. The landlord doesn't answer. I text the landlord and he just texts back. I was like, Hey, you know, we're trying to get in and the fucking can't hey, get in the goddamn place. Um, Bro, and he's just text back. He's like, uh, "We replaced all the wires." Just this is what he literally said. Wires. Hi, we replaced all the wires. You know how you do that, Tom? And you stick a fork in it, and you just twirl it like pasta, and they all come right out <laughs> of the wall. Pull it all out. They just come right. They're hard to put back in, though. But you can get them out real quick. So, and it makes that terrible scraping <laughs> sound. You know, that's the, just uh, runs right up your spine. Is it we replaced all the wires? We're just waiting for ComEd to connect uh, the electricity back to the main pole. <laughs> and I was just like, "Were you gonna tell us?" And he's like, "Oh, well, we sent an email we, out. Are you gonna say it? Oh, yeah, we only pay you a lot of money a month to keep our play. That's fine, whatever. Anyway, yeah. so tonight from we are recording <clears throat> from our two separate homes, two separate glory holes, connected by fiber optics." <laughs> I don't need it much bigger See, so than fiber optics. I'll be honest. You know, it doesn't need to be much bigger than that. I, the fiber optic would be about, uh, a, a, let's just say it would be an upgrade no matter how you think <laughs> about it. It's a big upgrade. Either it's fast and disappointing. That sounds like fiber optic. Okay, that sounds That's good. That's fiber, yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 It sounds like the internet. It's like, uh, it was fast, but there's nothing there you want. That's just, it, mm, your life didn't get better. Oh. It just got faster. So Cecil, did you see they... They came very close to passing the stimulus bill. Oh, so yeah. we have been trying. This is the fucking story of the story. So we have been trying in America to pretend to care even a little bit about the health and well-being of our citizens since the pandemic began. So when the pandemic began relatively quickly, they pay they passed an initial stimulus plan because when you send everybody home and then unemployment goes to record numbers, not seen since the fucking Great Depression and unemployment claims are the highest that they've ever been since, you know, we began recording them and that, yeah, everything takes a shit and people have to stay home. You got to help out a little yeah, bit. You yeah. got to help just the littlest bit. So they pass a stimulus bill. Uh, and I don't even remember what month the first stimulus bill was in. Then, then there was a pretty quick recognition that, hey, this isn't going to be over very quickly. We should probably pass another stimulus bill. Fast forward to whatever fucking day you're listening to this, and they still haven't passed the second fucking stimulus bill. So in America, if, uh, if as long as your income is below a certain threshold, you got one check for twelve hundred dollars. 
That was your, that was the whole fucking stimulus bill. You get nothing fucking else. You get nothing else. They extended wasn't it, unemployment. Yeah, yeah, wasn't it your own money too? Yeah, I, I, I think you, you have to like pay it back like to the government. I don't even know how yeah, it works. I, I, I don't know. I think maybe yeah. I'm certain that you probably have to fucking pay taxes on it because fuck you. Of course you do. And, and Tom, do you remember the people who were saying this was more money than I made in, you know, this, this, this unemployment money that I'm getting is more money than I've made at my actual job in years. So, so they, they expanded the unemployment benefit so that your maximum weekly benefit was much more. So it was up to $2,400 a month. And there were a lot of people. <clears throat> so you got one check for 1200 bucks. That was just a one-time payment. Then if you were out of work, so you got that money, you got the $1,200 as long as you were under a certain income threshold, even if you had work or didn't have yeah. work. Then if you were filing unemployment, they increased the amount of the maximum unemployment benefit. And, and I think maybe the minimum unemployment benefit as well. So you were basically getting $2,400 a month if you were unemployed during the fucking pandemic times. But of course, there's a clock running on that, right? So that, that's, that's fucking running out like the day after Christmas right, or some right. shit. And I'm not even like- Yeah, no, yeah. I don't think I'm wrong. I think it's like the fucking day after Christmas. It's like, ho, ho, fuck you. It's terrible. Yeah. So they they extended they extended the length and the amount and yeah there was a lot of people like holy fuck twelve twenty four hundred dollars is more than I was making at my job yeah. and there was an argument that was being made by a lot of people on the right that was like we can't give people more money to be unemployed than they were getting working <laughs> because that's then there's no incentive for them what to work you, and the counter argument that to that is twofold <laughs> the counter argument really is threefold yeah. one is you should always be making more than $2,400 a month. That's not enough money to live on in America and do well. That means that if a lot of people are like, holy shit, $2,400 a month is an upgrade, that is just proof after proof after proof that we are actually a much poorer nation than we've ever pretended that we were. We are a nation stricken by poverty, uh, controlled by wealthy oligarchs. Two, the whole point of increasing the incentive to be greater during the pandemic was to discourage people from trying to go to work so that they could and would stay home. Yeah. People are not going to stay home if it means that they're suffering financially. You have to give them the ability and then the impetus to stay home sure. because most people don't want to stay home and not do anything right. all day. Right. It gets fucking boring after a while. That's 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 just... you. So the whole... And then, and, and the other counter argument is it's only for a short period of time. And if you don't give people enough money to live on and spend, then the production side and the, and the demand side of our economy will utterly collapse. People will, if people don't have money to spend, then the, the, we won't be producing goods and services. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to do this work. So they extended unemployment benefits. They increased the amount that was available for people. And they gave everybody a single fucking check for $1,200. Then they dicked around for the last seven months or so, bickering, bickering, bickering back and forth about whether what the second stimulus was going to be. The Democrats wanted it to be like a $2.5 trillion stimulus plan. Um, there was also some other features of it. There were, there were many other features of the, the first stimulus. The Republicans didn't want any payments at first, any payments to, to just regular people, just no, no one-time stimulus checks. That just was a non-starter. Finally, after much fucking wrangling and bitching and pissing and moaning, they, they a, a bill passed the House, a bill passed the Senate 92 to 6. 
which is a veto-proof majority, uh, and it was going to give everybody a whopping 600 actual dollars, 600 whole dollars. That bill is 5,593 yep. pages. Yep. It was released to uh, the Congress to review two hours before they had to hold an up or down yay or nay vote on a, on, on basically, let's read it five times. Yeah. That's like, it's like, it's, it's an insane. So nobody, it's just so full of fucking pork. It's the fucking Hormel stimulus plan is what that fucking <laughs> thing is. It's a fucking Wilbur and Charlotte made best friends when they wrote it. It's a whole fucking thing. How full of pork this you fucking thing is. You have to read 1.28 pages per minute, per second in order to... <laughs> 1.28 pages per second. So, okay, I'm a pretty quick reader, yeah. but I don't think I can pull that yeah, off. It's not per minute, it's per second. So, yeah. Per second. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 fairly yeah. swift. It's difficult. It's to difficult. Read it. It's a difficult skim. So, let me say it. It's a, a shit skim. bill. Yeah. It's full of like weird pork and like all these like weird laws are stuck into it. Again, it's almost 6,000 pages. It's just, I mean, an enormous and I think, thing. But I think the reason why the, some of the re Democrats even voted for it just to get some money into people's hand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was just like, fine, fine. And that's what everybody was doing. Everybody realized that, that this was reaching a crisis moment. And because of the crisis-like nature of it, they just kept adding their special projects into it because they know that the yep. fight is going to be yep. less. It's going to be less To get less this problems, thing or bet. that thing. Right. And then Trump today or maybe last night, I don't know, he tweets out some fucking crazy shit about, this isn't enough, everybody should get $2,000. Yeah. <laughs> Which, his whole team, his whole team, for seven or eight months, his whole fucking team has been pushing back at the idea of any kind of stimulus in the hands, any kind of one-time direct payment stimulus in the hands of any citizen. And then after this thing gets passed, after it passes the House, it passes the Senate, then Trump tweets out basically like this thing is bullshit. Everybody should get 2000 bucks or I'm not signing anything. Now, granted, there's a veto proof majority, but that assumes that they will, uh, they, they have to then procedurally, they're stuck right now. Yeah, because right? it has to go if back the and then it has to get another vote or whatever. Right. Yeah. And now if you're a Republican, you're stuck between either sticking by the thing you fought for eight months for eight months, you fucking obstructed and fought and pissed and moaned and you didn't want it. And finally you compromised. But look how hard we held them because debt and America's children and so on and so forth and principle of the thing and blah, blah, blah. And all right, the Democrats are only getting $600 out of us. And now Trump, who owns your ass, you stupid motherfuckers who are always dancing with the devil and surprised you get burned by it. Trump the erratic motherfucker who owns you tweets out, everybody should get 2,000 bucks of this thing is bullshit. So now if you're Mitch McConnell or any of these other fucking Republicans, what are you supposed to do? What the fuck are you supposed to do? For eight months, for eight months, you've been trading on the fucking rhetoric of how bad it would be to give everybody just yeah. dollars in their pockets. Yeah. People have been suffering and you've been convincing them to suffer. You have been selling back to them their own pain and suffering because you've been selling them the idea that in the long run, that, that giving them more money will only hurt the economy worse. And then Trump comes out and says this, and they are now forced, hilariously, they are now forced to either buck Trump, who will veto it, 
and then they'll have to vote on it again, and then they'll have to go through this fucking motion about whether or not they back Trump, and everyone's afraid not to back Trump because of the rabidity of his supporters. Or to be like, okay, remember how we made you wait? And we didn't want to give you 2000 Well, now it's a good idea. Now... It's so fucking amazing. This is what happens when you dance with that well, guy, and, man. And, and I think as soon as he said it, I think the leadership of the House immediately said, yes, that sounds like a great idea. Let's pass this $2,000 yeah. by us. Yeah. And thus cementing that position, because if I was the Democrats right now, I would just say, cool. Um, if it comes back here, 48 of us are going to say no. 48 of us or 46 of us are going to say no. And we're going to wait for the one from the house that says 2000 because the president said he'd, he'd say that's cool. And so that's what we're going to put through. And we're going to put that right. through from the house and that's going to come and we could do it really fast. Don't worry. We could get a vote tomorrow and then a vote the other day and we'll get it done. Yeah. Um, but I would absolutely push them to do it because Trump is trying to throw a fucking wrench in the works with this theatrics bullshit. He doesn't care about anybody. He doesn't care no, about these people. Give he doesn't shit. give a shit whether you uh. fucking paid your rent. And by the way, $600, if you desperately need $600, there is no fucking way that that $600 genuinely helps you. $600 no. if if it if if your life hangs in the balance with $600, there's a good possibility that you are that you are just delaying something really bad from happening. Because if you're saying, "Well, god, I haven't paid my rent in 3 months." Well, $600 isn't going to fucking help you, man. How many they nope, were saying it's just not enough money. They were saying something like $600 is not even the, the the half of the median rent price of a you know a, a one bedroom apartment in many places all across the country, and it's not even half. So the idea that somehow the six hundred dollars is going to sweep in and sweep you off your feet and save the day is first absurd. But then they've been pushing, like you said, they've been pushing so long to stop stop this from happening, and now Trump yep. basically sees. They're not here to help him. So he's like, fuck you. I'll do whatever I can to fuck anything I can before I leave. And that's what he's been doing. And that's how he's been playing yep. it. The other day he had a fucking let's maybe throw the overthrow the government coup meeting at his fucking place <laughs> where officials, where people who are his top aides that are in the room are running out to call the newspaper to say, holy shit, you were the Fuckers who enabled this guy, right? You yeah. enabled this guy for fucking four years. He's been a fucking disaster the whole time. But now that he's really genuinely maybe going to fuck things up and overturn the apple cart, now you're going to come out and say, oh, no, we weren't with him the whole time. And this is the question I have for you, Tom. This is the question because I don't yeah. know the answer to it. There's going to be a rats fleeing from the sinking ship group of Republicans that are going dis to disassociate and separate themselves from Donald Trump very soon. There is going to be a group if there isn't already. Now, there is a couple. Chris Christie came out. Is that his name? Chris Christie, the chunky one? Chris Christie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah the, the fat guy from the, New the Jersey. He, that chunko was, he was on TV <laughs> and he had said, he was he was getting grilled by a bunch of these people. And one woman even said, can you wash the Trump stink off of you? It was an amazing line. It was just unbelievable. That's, but oh. so you got people like him and you know he's just the first, right? There's gonna be more. Right. There's gonna be more. Do we hold their feet to the fire and kind of force them to stay with Trump forever and thus maybe bring him back into power in four years, maybe bring him back into power in two years, you know, that sort of thing. 
keep him as a as a piece on the on the chessboard, or do we let them distance themselves and let Trump sink? Because Trump sinking is kind of a benefit to America. Yeah, I it, it, that is that's a great question. Part of part of me thinks that you have to do both, but it it the order of operations is the thing that's going to matter because. Absolutely, Trump is a chaos agent. Yeah. That's all that he gives a shit about, right? Because he thrives on that chaos and he lives on that chaos and he monetizes yeah, chaos. for sure. That's that's all this is about right now. This is about um, monetizing and pulling power from chaos. Trump wants, so Trump wants more, you to donate some of that $2,000 going to get to him. Yeah. <laughs> I give everybody $2,000 and then I'll send out a thing that just says, hey, you got $2,000. Some of that would be helpful for me to yep. fight the fraud, yep. you know, yep. whatever. Like, 70 million and, and, and people, man. That's a lot of people who voted for him. So. A lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. Hey, I only want $100 of yeah. it. <laughs> hey, man. So, right? <laughs> I only want $7.4 billion uh, it's only a little in bit. total. It's only a little bit, right? And, and we're watching it. We're watching it happen where people who, in the waning hours of the Trump presidency, have broken even a little bit with the president, have been slaughtered by him. Look, look what happened to Attorney General Barr. Yeah. Attorney General Barr was a loyal soldier for, you know, three years. Sure. And then it, it, he there's one comment where he's like, yeah, I, I mean, like, it, obviously, you know, <laughs> the election isn't rigged. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> and and he's fucking, he's gone. He's, he's fucking done. Yeah. He's, he resigned. Yeah, yeah. He's off the fucking, he's off the job six weeks from the job, not even being a job anymore. Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell has worked his ass off to be a fucking gatekeeper and fucking evil turtle guardian for the president. And Mitch McConnell recognizes Vice President-elect Biden as the, uh, or President-elect Biden um, as the president-elect. And then, you know, he also receives, you know, mad ire from the president. So, yeah. from President yeah. Trump. So, what I think has to happen, Cecil, is we have to let the Republicans abandon Trump. Then we have to let them try to recreate or a functioning party because I, I would say they don't really have a functioning party yeah, right now. They yeah. have a leadership cult right now. They don't have really a functioning party. And then once they've done that and Trump has disappeared from public view, uh -huh. then I think we hold them all accountable as basically Nazi sympathizers, right? <laughs> That's what you do. That you know, you, but you have to do disagree. it in order. I don't disagree. I think that's a good that's a good way to do it. You do it in order. You make sure that you're showing them now. Yeah, we'll let you distance yourself, and then later on, at every chance you get, you say no. But remember when you enabled this guy who was horrible for the country? Right. Yeah. 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 And every, every press conference is like, yeah, all right. Now that Trump has faded into the background and he's had his heart attack, or you know, he's like you know, drooling on himself in some corner in Mar-a-Lago or wherever he's going to fucking fade away into eventual obscurity uh -huh. um, and, and, and crapulence. Fine, let him do that. And then it's like, all right, motherfucker. I didn't actually forget shit. Right, right. Just so you know. Right. I didn't forget a fucking thing. Yeah, I think that's what you got to do it. You got to make sure that you, 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 uh, you know, because holding their feet to the fire right now is difficult because if you do, you do force them back into his, his warm embrace. <laughs> and that is not, yeah. that's not great because you, and you can't deny yeah. how weirdly powerful he no, still is. You he has, 
he continues to have a stranglehold on the conspiratorial imagination of 74 million people. Yeah, yeah. And as long as he has that, that has a tremendous amount of power associated with it. That's a huge amount of people. It's almost half of us. Yeah, yeah. It's goddamn near half of us. So as long as he wields that kind of narrative control, yeah. you have to be very gentle and careful and strategic. The moment, though, he lets go of that, because, you know, you're, you can, these people are fucking unhinged. And once you let those dogs loose and it becomes fucking weird and it becomes unhinged, I think it spirals fairly quickly out of control. And even Trump won't be able to hold it for very long. Well, nobody can fucking harness a tornado forever. I, I will say some of my favorite shit is the, the way America gets saved from all of this election chaos is through set through threat of litigation is how that's how yeah. we get saved because we are such a litigious society that you can't say the things that they've been saying and they had yeah. to walk so much of it back on both Fox and one American news network. And they had to roll those things back because those, they were saying blatant lies about a corporation and that corporation, it was dominion voting was just like, no man, you can't say that shit. We can prove it. Yep. And you, you've been saying lies. We'll, they will fuck, you'll lose everything. And so they had to play on those stations. They had to play these big, long, I'm real sorry. Basically, it's the Alex Jones, I really love Chobani speech. I know. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was great. It, and it wasn't just Dominion. It was also Smart Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Was, you're right. Yeah. Which I always think in my head is Smart Alec. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> <laughs> which is the Jeopardy guy, yeah. but like <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. He was in a lot of Jeopardy actually. But, oh. oh God. But yeah, it, it's, it was amazing to watch those videos because they're so wonderfully unequivocal because they need to be in order to try to prevent, you know, lawsuits from deepening. What sure. I hope is that smart Alec and smart Dominion <laughs> Don't back down. I hope they still sue. Yeah. I hope they say, great. Thanks for the public acknowledgement that you were full of shit, but the damage has been done. The jury cannot disregard the evidence. Yeah. And we are going to continue forward with our lawsuit because damages have been done to our company's good name. That's liable. And you can't do that. The, we've got to, you have to move away from having a system that allows for a propagation of unmitigated bullshit by the media. Yeah. The media cannot be an arm of conspiratorial nonsense that exists solely for political aims. It just can't be. We can't have that. That's not our, our fucking country is going to fall apart. Yep. Democracy yep. will yep. fail. We cannot allow that. And I, I do think that it's a really wonderful mechanism to say, awesome. You know what? I'm going to sue you. I will fucking come at you, bro. Yeah. And it works when it's a company. If you and I were supposed to go to do that, Cecil, it would be a disaster. Yeah. Wouldn't work at all. Yeah. How am I going to come at you, bro? Yeah. I can't fucking come at you, bro. But that company. But a big ass yeah. fucking company. Yeah, man. Yeah. Let's dick fight. Let's do this well, thing. Well, and, and what I've seen time and time and time again is these weird, fringy, singularly focused blogs or a very strange paper that no one's ever heard of that's an online only release or right. you know 
fringy, very, very, very hard authoritarian right publications like One American News Network or to a very lesser extent, some Fox News hosts that are also very hard authoritarian right Mm -hmm. have been on the side of this voting conspiracy thing. But every single uh, paper or online source with any kind of integrity has been 100% that's bullshit. Here's all the people we talked to. Here's all the ways that that's bullshit. Here's here's why that's that's wrong. Here's where that came from. That was a, that was an off the cuff remark from somebody who wasn't even involved in the process. They're just basically finding all these places where these people constantly are trying to push to say that there was voter fraud in massive numbers enough to overturn the election where they keep coming back with no, that's not true. And it's always the, the sources that have the most to gain if it were true. Yep. They have the yep. most to yep. gain. They have, this would be an amazing story if it were true. And there's never been a moment where they've de- they've said, no, that's that's not true. That's that's we can't find any any uh instances of it, except for this week when when they found out that some guy voted for his dead mother-in-law or something for yeah. Trump. For Trump. That was the one time. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's it's so funny, Cecil, because um, one of those one of those like bullshit sources that I keep seeing like popping around online yeah. is the Epoch Times. Yes, which didn't exist and now it exists, and it's a fucking far right international multi language newspaper affiliated with the Falun Gong New Religious Movement based in China, and they are a misinformation agent. <laughs> That's what they are. They are, they are an, inf- like, they seriously are. They are an influence machine, um, a, a right-wing misinformation influence machine owned by a weird religious group in fucking China. They popped up out of fucking nowhere, and the fucking right-wing loves them. Here's kind of a test about, and it's not, the test is imperfect. Right. But if you want to know whether or not a news source even can be legitimate. Can you go out and buy one? Can I buy one? I can go buy a New York Times. I can go buy The Economist. I don't have to, but I can. And part of why that matters is it costs nothing for some goofball to put up a web page, right? right? They have no resources. They have no staff. They don't have any fucking journalists could, that work there because they're all making it up. You could be TimeCube. TimeCube right. was on the internet. Just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's true. Right. So to some degree, the legitimacy of an organization is to some degree belied by the physicality of their infrastructure. Do they have a product that they produce and that they sell that makes some yeah. sense? Does it seem like... Could I could apply for a job at the New York Times. I wouldn't get it. No. But I no, could apply for a job there. I would not. No, you wouldn't. I, you I wouldn't. shouldn't get you it. You would. I no. shouldn't get no. it. I should they shouldn't let me fucking open the yeah. mail. <laughs> they actually the should cancel Times. your subscription. That's what they should. <laughs> they should yeah, right. <laughs> they shouldn't even let a guy like me buy the New York Times. Uh, but the, the point is that they have a machine large enough to pay staff. Right. Yeah. And you know who the staff is and you can Google. It'll tell there's never a story in the New York Times that and it's like written by, man, we're not telling yeah. you. Yeah. Like that's not a thing. 
These garbage places are just garbage places. They pop up out of nowhere. They're unattributed. The writers don't exist. You can't Google their names and find out where they went to fucking college. You can't buy their paper and hold it in your hand. You can't apply for a job. You can't drive to their fucking corporate headquarters. They're not real. They were never real. They were never yeah, real. Yeah. That matters so much. Yep. I could never enter a Roman Catholic church. I'm allergic to incense and nonsense. Looking for elderly single male who enjoys appearing in public, wearing extravagantly embroidered silk gowns. Experience with relocating employees who have sex with children to jurisdictions without extradition treaties preferred. Youthful dalliances with fascism a plus. Actual boarding in the here and now, paid for with the promises of possible boarding in the here and after. Typing and ability to understand vaginas and their owners, not required. Ask about our dental and asylum plans. No fats or femmes. All right, so uh, enough about politics. Let's talk about some other equally horrible shit. Uh, this story comes from theage.com.au. Catholic Church's insurance company in financial trouble over abuse payouts. When I saw this story, a couple of things. I thought this was really interesting. We've talked on this show a lot about how if you want to find an international pedophile conspiracy ring, one need not look much further than their local sure. church, their local Absolutely. Catholic church, yeah. right? It's, it is 100% um, guilty of that crime. And, and it has been internationally. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a problem everywhere. Australia's kind of fucking dealing with it. But we have not, we've not been successful in getting the fucking Catholic church shut down. One industry that has a possibility, Cecil, of actually having a real effect on the ability for the church to continue to function is ironically one of the most boring industries possible. And that's the insurance industry. The church can't operate without insurance. They just, they can't. Most businesses, most organizations cannot, for, for a variety of reasons, they cannot realistically function without insurance. The Catholic Church's private insurance company called Catholic Church Insurance, CCI, uh, had a $250 million loss. Wow. $250 million loss. Did somebody loss. slip and fall outside their, their air? Is that what happened? Is that? <laughs> yeah, it was just, this yeah. is all related. Someone, this, someone this was, bumped their no, elbow or whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, I think maybe somebody slipped and fell right into a kid. <laughs> That's Somebody what happened. Like it's just hot holy water on their lap, and <laughs> yeah, somebody was definitely batting at yeah, their lap. There was, was, uh, yes. was, was a lot of somebody hot got cream. wet. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so this, I mean, the, the the Catholic Church is is having a hell of a time, and they're paying out private settlement after private yeah. settlement after private settlement. Well, that that money doesn't come from fucking nowhere. That money comes from, in part, CCI from the Catholic Church insurance payouts, uh, $250 million worth of losses. This shit continues to accelerate. This could actually be a way to take down yeah, the Catholic yeah, church. For sure. They could, they could become financially ruined if they're unable to obtain insurance. And they would their, their insurance could become so expensive that they could be functionally unable to purchase And they would it. deserve that so much from all of the fucking pre-shuffling yes. that they've done throughout the yeah. years. You know, when, we, when you mentioned it earlier and you said they're a, they're an, a pedophile organization that, that operates across the globe, it's 100% true. And they're a, they're a secret pedophile. They are a secret organization in the sense that they, they keep secret the records of these yep. people raping children 
And then they keep it secret, not just from the people around them. And then they ship the person off to a new place and they keep it secret from those people who they, that, that, that person is now in their congregation, possibly working with children. They have done this so many times where they've taken a person who has raped kids in one area, sent them to a new place. And then they get in, uh, they're, they're now in charge of working with children. <laughs> You're just, like yeah, somehow that didn't get, Oh, sorry. We didn't check that box again. And there they are. They're now a counselor for young children. Whoops. Yeah. And they, and they do that. They, they, they move people around. And a lot of times they move people around until they move them to areas and communities with uh, a lot less yeah. resources. Yep. They'll move people into like South American communities, poor communities. So they, they move known pedophiles into communities that are under-resourced because under-resourced communities don't have the power to be able to pursue those people and send them to fucking jail and kick them out. And they also know that culturally, those are places where those priests will be better protected as they continue to rape kids. And, and, you know, to be honest, there's a lot of things that are bad about the internet, but this kind of shit, the reason why this kind of shit even comes about and why you can even sit like like find yes. out these things about different priests in different areas is because of the yep. internet. And it's because Absolutely. of that quick, because back in the day, there was no way to know that a priest in Philadelphia raped somebody when they send them out to California. How do you know? Unless somebody knows somebody yeah. in that area, you just don't know. Yeah. Somebody could show up and be like, yeah, I'm from Milwaukee. Yeah. And maybe they're not from fucking Milwaukee. Sure, or- up until relatively recently, you didn't have a way to even know where they were really well, and from. If they, and if they were from Milwaukee, you're not a, up, up in the middle of the night looking at microfiche from fucking Milwaukee to find out if they <laughs> fucking raped a kid. It's not going to happen, right. right? But now I can yeah. go to my computer and I can type a search in for priest Diddley McDiddlerson and it's going to pop up. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Betty and Joseph. Oh, I get it. I, I get it. Diddley McDiddlerson. Don't you know? <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, so good. No, but I was uh, thinking about this when I when I read the story. I thought, you know, thank goodness. But you know what's a lot cheaper than those than those uh payouts that they're paying is to pay when they fucking wind up paying lobbyists to lobby against the statute of limitations in places. Uh, yeah. They spent yeah. millions of dollars in we're talking 10 million dollars in the United States over the last 15 years. They've paid and donated to different different uh, campaigns and things to stop the statute of limitations on rape of kids. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems insane that there's any statute of limitations on that at all. I know. I, I, I. The statute of limitations thing. Like, part of me gets it, and part of me doesn't. It's basically the rule that um, if you got away with it yeah. long enough, <laughs> right? The statute of limitations is like. If you got away with it a long time ago, we're really not going to, man, we're going to let that one go. That's on us for not catching you. Hopefully you've changed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and part of me does understand the idea that, that I, I would not want to be held liable for something I did when I was 19 or 20 and now I'm 42 and I am a functionally different man than I I was at 18 or so like, if I like fucking did some, like robbed a store or something, you know, like I shoplifted in nine, in 1988 I don't want to get in trouble for that in 2022. I'm sympathetic, but fucking raping a kid. Yeah. That's not a childhood indiscretion. Yeah. And, 
that's not something you like grew out of. Oh, it was just a child raping well, phase yeah. that I went <laughs> well, through. Well, these people are fucking what? adults. These are adults. These aren't like little kids, right? I get it if you're right. a little kid and you did something horrible as a little kid and now you're a, a different person. But these these people are graduates of college when they're raping kids. So right. it's a yes. different yeah. story. The, I, I, there, and there's just, there's, well, there's no, there's no statute of limitations on murder. And I sort of feel like you can kind of chuck you raping could, a kid into the same bucket. I don't. I don't disagree. I'm okay with I don't that. Disagree. You know. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I feel like if we didn't catch oh. you until you're like 93, and you're you're having chemo, and we catch yeah. you, and you did that when you were 26. You should. We're. You should still get the fucking. There's shackles. still some problems. You still know some issues. Yeah. I just. I, there's so many things that the Catholic Church has done to obfuscate this and then to also yeah. shift the blame onto the victims, which they've done so many so much. times where they're they're having yeah. they're saying, oh, I, oh the, the kid, look at how sexy they look in those little outfits. I mean, come on. They really, really do. I'm not do. even kidding. Like, like, oh, I wish that was a joke. It's not a joke. They said that. It's not <laughs> a joke, okay? I'm not making a joke. That's what they've said, man. Yeah. Why'd they oil their asses up like that? And you're just like, what are you, <laughs> what, what is happening? What is Seriously, happening? Seriously though, they, there's, they are, there is nothing more disgusting than watching this organization dig its hole, dig a hole every single time this happens and make yep. the absolute wrong decision. I know we've said it on this show a hundred times, but it bears repeating. It's not difficult to have a zero tolerance policy against raping kids. It's not. It's not difficult. It's, it's fucking really the easiest thing easy to farm. ever have. Like my my work has a zero tolerance policy on taking your shirt off at work. I mean, I can't. <laughs> I mean, if I took my shirt off at work, I would be I would be in the HR office. I would probably get a pink slip. Right? It's a zero tolerance. No, that's uh, it. It's even an unwritten rule, Tom. It's not like it's in a rule book somewhere. It's not like I flip to page six of the HR manual and says, "Yeah, you really shouldn't show your bare chest in the office." It doesn't say that at all. But let me tell you, I guarantee it certainly wouldn't be great if I got into an argument with with Pam from HR and I pulled my shirt off to go at her. That would not be good. That would not be good. Or if you just <laughs> you're like, it gets it's hot in here after six o'clock. Awesome. I'm working you're late. You're sitting at your own desk and you're just, you're in your underwear at your desk. <laughs> Everything's gone. You're just sitting there. But yeah, so like, it's super easy. It's so easy. All of this stuff is so easy. What it does though, is it damages your brand, right? If you're, yeah. if you're a fucking, if you're the Catholic church, you're getting fucking shit ton of money off of schools. You're getting a shit ton of money off daycare. You're getting a shit ton of money uh, yep. off of CCD. All these people come and they and they come to these places where you are taking care of their kids for them. And the moment it comes out that you're fucking, one of your fucking gross ass priests is diddling kids, that's going to ruin your brand. So you, So instead of doing the right thing, which is fuck you, yeah, there's one priest here. He's a fucking degenerate. We got rid of him. We defrocked him. He's gone. We're real sorry that this happened. Here's a bunch of money. We're super duper sorry. Instead of doing that and making a fucking a display about it early on, they hit it because they knew it was going to yeah. fuck their brand up. And they, they care and more they, about their yeah. brand than they cared about yep. their parishioners. And that tells you that God isn't real, guys. If they fucking, if they don't believe it, it ain't real, okay? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it, it also it there not only is their God not real, they're, they're, what what how, what kind of mental gymnastics must they be going through to be like, all right, you raped a kid. Uh 
We, uh, yeah. Mm, oh man. Okay. So we forgive yeah. you on that one. Joe, do we really have to forget? We have to forget. Like him? in the book, is it? Is we it? do. What page is that? Can on? we even fire? He's not even. Is that fired. on a page? He's not even page number. No, I'm. Jeez. I'm in the King James version. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking. Your system of morals is fucking crazy. <laughs> like I have a good friend of mine, Cecil, that works for the parks department for one of the villages in the suburbs out yeah. here. And like some of the guys were horsing around, like they're just horsing around. And one of the guys is climbing up out of a manhole cover. And one of the other guys takes his dick out. And as the dude's climbing oh, no. up, he slaps his little helmet against the other guy's big helmet. Okay. The guy's wearing like a sure. hard hat. So he slaps his dick against the, that guy was fired like sure. that. The slappy McDickerson yeah. was fired immediately. Huh, that's weird. That's and that's a government like it's actually really hard to get fired from that job. It's really really hard to get fired from the job unless you do the wrong thing with your yeah. dick. I mean it's like that's there are, <laughs> so like if your rule is don't do the wrong thing with your dick, if that's like not one of your moral codes, right? If you if you're like geez, ethically I'm not sure if I should do the wrong thing with my dick or not. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't <laughs> it's unbelievable that this goes on. But uh, there's also uh, news coming out too. You know, the, the Catholic Church, of course, horrifying horrifying institution, but it's not alone. It's not alone no. in its... And, and the reason why is when you put these people in positions of authority, they will abuse that authority if it goes unchecked. And that's what happens in religions all the time. It happens in Islam. It happens in... Catholicism. It happens in rando Christian churches and evangelical churches. And Tom, it happens in the Mormons. Yeah, this story is from uh, KUTV. Lawsuit alleges LDS church and leaders knew of child sex abuse but failed to report it. Again, to your point, if that sounds real fucking familiar, it's because it's the same refrain every time. Right. You get these weird, weird fucking religions that are super fucking repressed about yeah. sex oh, and yeah. sexuality. Ones, yeah. I think that that actually creates environments that, that pulls creeps to those environments because they, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. There's a lot of reason to believe that that's sure. true. Celibacy that and creeps and repression yeah, they're like, are, they're drawn to that sort of power. Yeah. Yeah. They're, then, then they show up and then they have this, position of moral authority and then they have this position of cultural and and community authority then they're fucking left alone with these fucking kids all the time and it just and it's just a recipe for it but the thing isn't the, the surprise the thing that we shouldn't be out we should be outraged by the abuse we should be absolutely sure. outraged by the abuse but just as outrageous if not more outrageous is that somebody who is not necessarily abusing kids would even for one second tolerate, hide, not pursue with vigor. I'm amazed at how little, when you read this story, how come we're not reading this story, Cecil? Where's the headline? Uh, local church leader turns in his yeah. buddy for raping kids. Yeah. I turn in everyone I sure. know. I would turn in, if my kids grow up to be fucking creeps, and pedophiles, I'll fucking send them to prison the next day. If my children grow up to be pedophiles and I find out about it, I'll fucking send them to jail without a fucking blink there of an eye. There isn't a person on this planet 
that I could think would, I can't, because it's so immoral. Who would it's you protect? It's so immoral yeah. to even think that you would protect a human being like that, that you would somehow protect that person. Yeah. Where are the people who are like, wow, I am, I am not going to be a part of protecting this. In fact, I'm going to be a part of protecting kids. I'm going to make sure this doesn't happen again. I'm calling the cops. I'm calling the cops. I'm calling the news. I'm call, I'm just, this is not a, where's the not on my watch guys. You guys are supposed to be the arbiters of moral authority. That's what you're selling to your communities. I have, I am absolutely at a loss as to how an organization can maintain any position of moral superiority or teaching that can't get this right. question right. right. Cause it's the easiest question to not fuck up. Should I do the wrong thing with my dick, Pastor? Well, what's, what's insane, no. Tom? What's insane is that there were good actors, at least, in these LDS churches. Some of these bishops. Yeah. These were yeah. and bishops yes. in in that tradition, I guess, according to this article, are volunteer positions. Bishops are very different in a uh in a Catholic church. So I again, if you're Mormon and you want to correct me, I'm I'm happy to read the email. But as I as I recall from the article, there was, you know, they they were saying that these are volunteer positions, but they weren't positions that felt like they had enough power to do anything about it, but they did report it. And then it was again driven under the rug. Yep. Yep. Well, the pro part of the problem is that they they have they report it internally. You cannot have these places they, police themselves. They, you cannot have these yeah. places police themselves. It's imp they, it, they, the they, police yes. fuck it up every time. The fucking, you know, there's a big hullabaloo in our city right now in Chicago about this, the mayor and how the mayor's going to try to figure out what, get to the bottom of this bullshit raid where this poor lady is buck ass naked in the middle of her house and they fucking raided the wrong house here in Chicago and she is standing fucking straight up naked with the blurred out the fucking film or whatever. And they're showing it on what? television. Yeah, it's a big, huge hullabaloo. The mayor basically is apologizing. She got all weepy about it, but it's bullshit because she's been a cop for years too. You know, she's been a DA and she's been a cop. Yeah. And so she, I, I, I don't feel like it's genuine at all, but, I, but there's, you know, the, the thing is, is like when you have people internally handle their fucking, their, their problems, what happens is, is that more often than not, it doesn't get fucking handled. Right. Well, you you cannot report to a self-interested yeah. party activities no. which if they act on them work against their self-interest. Nope. Like yeah, these bishops reported it internally, but why didn't they pick up the phone and just call the police? That's what you yep. would do. That's what yep. I would do. I wouldn't call you. Cecil, you're like you're my been my best friend for 20 yep. some years. Like if I found out somebody was having sex with a kid, I wouldn't be like, "Oh, I got to call yeah. Cecil." I'm like, "I'm calling the cops." <laughs> I would hear about it eventually, but no, you wouldn't call me. That wouldn't be the right. first number. Yeah, on like, I'd be like, holy yeah. shit, dude. I just called the yeah. cops and they're on the way to arrest this guy because they're fucking kids. Yeah. But first you call the cops. The rules should be so simple around this. It's not complicated. They all pretend that it's complicated. They have these convoluted systems in place for reporting and monitoring and all. You don't need any of it. You don't need any of it. The rule is the same rule you would apply if you saw somebody fucking a kid in the street. Yeah. You'd be like, dude, you can't fuck kids in the street. Come call on the cops. And then you call the cops. We have to say things like cultural sensitivity 
Because as soon as we say racism or racist, no one said racist. Exactly. No one said racism. The term is racist. Stop. Okay, I'm shutting this conversation down. So this story comes from Cincinnati.com. Christian prayer group and Native Americans face off at Ohio's Serpent Mound. So Coach Dave damn near got his ass straight up Native American kicked is what this article is about. (laughs) What a fucking, a bunch of fucking assholes, right? So yeah, this is a really kind of horrible story. So, um, and you you shouldn't be surprised because Coach Dave is a fucking horrible person. Disgusting. So it's Dave, Coach. Doc Coach. Not a coach, Daubenmeyer. Uh, and his group of sycophantic idiots, they they showed up weirdly to one of like a, a Native American uh, serpent mound. It's a barrel round mound that is uh, roughly in the shape of a serpent or a squiggle. Could also just be the shape sure. of a squiggle. Sure, Dave. Yeah, just that could be yeah. a yarn shape <laughs> if you're a friend. Like and an anyway. errant string shape. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Just, yeah just showed up at one of these things and he insisted that it's not about the Native Americans, but he did say several times that they were there to pray because they thought dark forces came out of the snake-like shape. <laughs> and that idiots. when it gets really, I'm not even making this up, that when it gets dark out early, uh-huh. that that's a more scary magic time. Sure. And the scary magic forces come out of the snake shapes. So they had to show up and pray away the scary bad magic from the snake shapes when it's dark outside. And you know what, Tom? In Actually, it's already started. Because of Coach Dave's diligence, we will now start seeing longer days. (laughs) I know. Thank you, Coach. (laughs) Thank you, Dave. That happened on the 22nd. Thank you, the Coach. Thank you, the Coach. You, You came... You saw, you conquered. <laughs> <laughs> Every year on the darkest day, we show up, and the next day it's a little less it's dark. A little lighter. And that's proof that prayer works, man. A little lighter. <laughs> and then it wears off after about yeah. six months. Yeah, well, and you know, then you we can't. have to come back yeah. in a year. You know, it's just, I'm like the Orkin man. It just wears <laughs> off after a while. I do want to say, though, Coach Dave is such, all of these fucking assholes, this guy is basically arguing with them, saying, look, this is our sacred ground. What is wrong with you? You're showing up on our sacred ground. Uh, fuck you. They're going to try to move past him. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, you know who's been a little too uppity lately? The North, the Native Americans. Is there anything we can go over and, and, and show these uppity Native Americans what's up? I mean, Jesus Christ. Is there any more fucking clueless class of people than these dipshits that get out there. And then the Native Americans start to uh, start to pray at one point. And these, this group is making fun of them. And I think to myself, I'm thinking, dude, you sound just like the Native Americans when you do right. it too. Like, you, you don't even realize they're like self-aware wolves. They just barely, they don't <laughs> understand. They don't understand. They're so close to understanding it. It's crazy. It, 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 it is exactly the same thing. Just with different outfits, man. Yep. yep. That's yep. At one point, Daubenmeyer's group, they climb up onto these mounds. And then the the park rangey people, because it's actually like a, a state park or a national park, it's a protected space. They come on they're like, hey, how, you, you we can't stop you from being stupid off-site, but can you not climb onto a fucking heritage site, please? Yeah. yeah. Hey, imagine, and I get it from the Native American standpoint, right? Like I think their fucking magic is garbage too, but it doesn't matter. To some degree, this is ancestral. It makes a little right. more sense, right? Sure. If you went to my, 
If you went to the grave of someone that I loved, if you went to my grandparents' grave and you wanted to like cast out evil spirits or do a, a weird ceremony standing around the grave of my, my parents or my grandparents, that would feel weirdly intrusive. Yeah. Because of how weirdly fucking intrusive that would yeah, be. Man. Yeah, man. Deeply fucking unwelcome. Deeply, deeply unwelcome. This is one of those circumstances where it's like not everything is created equal. Dave is wrong and he's insensitive and he's just being mean and you're not accomplishing anything. You're not scaring away a yeah. snake mound, absolutely. man. Absolutely, man. And you're absolutely right. And it does have that level of, you know, my ancestors were here. And also just the fact that this is yet another opportunity for some fucking asshole to push a Native American around. You know, right. this is yet another opportunity for me to say, no, I decide where you are. I decide where you can you can have your ancestors. I can invade that space whenever I want. It's disgusting. When you wear black, you attract a color that is the opposite to love and uh, all the things we wish to bring to the earth. But this is very hard. This is very hard on priests and nuns, isn't it? <laughs> well, this story comes from abc.net.au, again, out of Australia. As churches prove fertile ground for conspiracy theories, some pastors are taking a stand. Um, this is actually a fairly long and uh, involved article. It's actually a pretty good article. One of the things that I thought was particularly interesting was um, there's actually a quote from here from a guy named Reverend Cruz, and he says, churches can become petri dishes of this stuff, particularly if you've got really charismatic people who don't have any ethics. <laughs> and I thought about that because um, it's true everywhere. Yeah. But churches are, and I, and I think he's really putting his finger on something that's important. Churches are especially prone to this. Because when you're at church, you are encouraged to believe and without rationality. That's yeah. what church requires of you. So when you're in that space, you are sort of required by context to open yourself up to a more gullible, more credulous way of thinking. And I don't think that everybody is able to open themselves up to one layer of credulity without opening up doors to other types of credulity. It lays, the church is the thing that lays the foundation for magical thinking. Yes. It's the thing that it lays everything on. So when you come in, you already believe that a fucking donkey talked and there was a fucking three stars in the sky and they walked across the desert and there was a, a virgin pregnant girl and all this other weird shit that you're <laughs> supposed to believe, right? Because there's, there's, uh, there's piece after piece after piece of the Christian narrative that is just bullshit. It's just all bullshit. And there's a lot of it that's bullshit, right? So the stuff that could be believed, yeah, sure. Yeah, was there a council of Nicaea? Yeah, I'm sure there, yeah, there was. Okay, yeah, we can talk about that. But when we talk about Jesus walking on water and the bread and the loaves, the fish and the loaves, and then the Casting demons into pigs and, and yeah, all and then, that. And then rising from the dead and him resurrecting a person, all these things that make the 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 story of Jesus uh supernatural you have to believe those things and so 
when you come in and you start believing those things, now you're, like you said, you you called it fertile ground. You know, absolutely. You're basically saying, I'm open to believing these other things. Why shouldn't I believe this too? And also let's consider too, that when you believe in God, you de facto believe in a lot of other supernatural things. You believe in witches. Whether you believe they're good or bad, doesn't matter. You yeah. believe there wi- that witches exist. You believe that 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 demons exist. You believe that evil spirits exist. You believe that good spirits exist. You believe in angels. You believe in demons. You believe in hell. You believe in heaven. There's a, a multitude of things that you have to accept in that package. And so now, one, once you believe all that stuff, now you start thinking, well, if I believe in in the devil, and I believe in evil spirits, maybe I also believe in Ouija boards. Maybe I also believe in seances. Maybe I also believe that you could, in prophecy and in things where you can uh, uh, tell someone's future through cards or dice or a book or something, and then you start expanding. It's just like we talked about a couple weeks ago when we talked about how certain things prep you to uh, to believe things. We're talking about the Katamari reference where you start collecting bullshit. That's it. Fucking, you are fucking glue. You are absolutely yeah. glue if you are a religious because you can, you automatically start out as a bigger fucking ball to roll down the hill and collect more shit, man. It just, yep. it just fucking yep. primes the pump. One thing too, Cecil, about why conspiracy theories might be particularly connected to the idea of religion and why is because they both hold at their, at their core, the myth of one simple answer, right? Yeah. Oh that, yeah. That Easy there answers. is a yep. deeply complex world that it is interwoven in all these complex ways and that there's a certain amount of chaos, but they they both solve for that variable. Conspiracy theories all do the same thing. They believe in the myth of one simple answer. Yeah. And so the one simple answer being QAnon or yeah. one simple answer being, you know, uh, why did somebody shoot JFK? Well, uh, this conspiracy theory explains it all. Yeah. It's conspiracy theories always explain it all. No matter how complex they are, the answer is still a simple answer to a complex set of questions. And God and church and Jebus and all it's all the same thing. So if you're primed to believe in a world where a complex chaotic series of events always has one simple unifying answer. Yeah. You are primed for conspiracy. Theory. Sure. Sure. And you know, Tom, another thing too is that it primes you to work backwards through argument. Yes. Think about intelligent design. You always look for your conclusion first, and then you work back and try to find the pieces that fit that sort of thing. Same thing works with religion, right? You find the the answer is God. Now, how yep. do I fit that into my life? Well, the same yeah. thing works with these conspiracy theories. The yep. answer is, is that there, the, the Trump won. Well, how did Trump win? Well, let's try to find ways in through these conspiracy theories to figure out. Well, the answer is, is that Hillary Clinton is evil. Well, let's try to find and piece different things together to make Hillary Clinton look evil and mm-hmm. fucking that she's trading kids for pizzas or whatever that thing was. So there's all these things that you you work backwards from these answers and then you you wind up with a, that's if that's how you're training people to think, that's on yeah. you, man. Yeah. You're training them to think wrong. You're you not are. giving them critical yep. thinking skills. You, you know, and the other the other thing that occurs to me is that you are encouraging a set of, a, a a thought process about the world where the world is is a series of opposing binary forces. Yeah, it's always good and evil. Yeah, right. And conspiracy theories always have they that shit it. in common they love too. It. Yep. Right. Is you've got a good side and a bad side. You got the light. You got the dark. You got you know God and you got the devil. It's it's all the same sort of bullshit. 
Yeah. Because again, it comes back to the simple answer. Simple. There's nothing simpler than a set of binary opposing forces. Yep. It's yep. very simple. It's, you know, oh, well, the USSR was bad and the United States was good. Well, it's yep. not any more complicated than that. Nah. Yeah. yeah it, it just, it glosses over the chaos and complexity and nuance of actual, of actuality. Yeah. Yeah. It just gets rid of it all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, sexually frustrated teenager. I'm Blue Bolly. And if you and your girlfriend don't have sex soon, you're going to wind up with a serious case of blue balls. But that kind of arousal, it's only a matter of seconds before full-on irreversible blue balls. You better go to the bathroom and jerk off right now. So I love this story because it's it's just honest. It's just uh, true. It e online. Jill Duggar's husband, Derek Dillard, reveals the TMI reason the family <laughs> marries young. <laughs> Newsflash, so, Tom. What is the big reason why this family marries young? Because they want to fuck. They want to fuck, man. He just comes out and says it. He's like, look, <laughs> we want to have sex. Yeah. No one will let yeah. us have sex if yeah. we don't get married. So like, yeah, you know what I'll do? At a super young age where I don't know anything about myself or anything about you or anything about compatibility or adulthood or life. Sure. But I know that my dick fucking yep. hurts from being yep. hard all the time. Yep. Like yep. I am aching with the desire to Man. put this somewhere. Also, you come from a house where you could probably get no privacy because there's fucking kids on every yep. surface. Yeah. There's no kid-free kid surface in the entire and nothing. <laughs> not a kid-free <laughs> surface. Yeah. Yeah, you I can't actually, fucking I you can't even wank how it just how true sakes. that yeah. was. Yeah, I'm sorry. A, man. Yeah, absolutely. You can't even wank it in a house like that. You can't. No. <laughs> you're just like, oh no, nope. oh, I'm just gonna be real, real frustrated until I can move out at 14. <laughs> sex for the first time or whatever. God, it's refreshingly honest, though. Like you said, it's refreshingly honest. You know, it's it just, is. He finally somebody said something. But what's crazy to me is why these people are famous. You know, that family, you're famous because you can shit out kids faster than an alien mother with a fucking ovipositor or you're, <laughs> you're one of the many, many eggs she shat out. That's why you're famous. Right. Such a weird, it's such a weird fucking bar to be famous. It's a, a honestly, it's a freak show thing. It's a bearded yeah. lady issue. You're absolutely that's, right. That's it's 100%. What it is. Yeah. 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 It, it's the She's tattooed gotta, man. It's the bearded yeah. lady. It's just, we... We put them on, I think they were on that TLC channel, which I don't even yeah, know if that's, right. I don't have, I don't have cable, yeah. but that channel went from the learning channel to the circus sideshow channel that's exactly fairly not, quickly. I, it was like, it's, I eat my couch is like, yeah. the shows or something. <laughs> I the eat my one, couch. I fucked my car. I I'm fucked glued my car. to my sister. Yeah. Like, I, it was all like, I'm, I'm, I I'm, can't, I can't do anything except for like, I have to hump this cinder block every 30 <laughs> minutes or whatever. It's such a, it's just, it's just Weird a lineup too. of freak show. You're absolutely right. Or then there's, there's people so big, they have to get the house cut open so they can leave. <laughs> it's so it's in it. And, or there, their house is full, like stacked full of garbage. And then they, and the, and the worst part about it is, is that it's this, it's this kind of, there's this voyeurism to it, right? It's like this hardship porn where yeah. they just show these people who are clearly not well, 
Because you you can't be you can't think that this person is well and have that much garbage in their house. Right? Have a fucking right, yeah. rotting cat in the middle of your kitchen <laughs> underneath fifty five garbage bags. There's something a little wrong here. That's not a normal life. And so the fact is, is that these people come in and then they film there, and there's this sort of weird. And the intervention was like that too, where there's this sort yeah. of like like weird thing where people watch this this these these people. Um, it's like despair porn. It's yeah, weird. It's, it's misery exploitation. So yeah, yeah ex it's exploitation for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's misery. Ex it's me TV. Misery yeah. exploitation <laughs> TV. <laughs> so we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. But we want to thank our newest patrons: Sabrina, Yosef, Dane from Patreon with love and the people who up their patronage, Spiffy Seawolf, Paul, and Darren. Thank you so much for your generous donations. Thank we you. truly do appreciate it. Uh, and uh, we want to thank you. Uh, and we know it's Christmas when we're before Christmas when we're recording this. Next week, uh, that's going to be our uh, New Year's Eve show. So, uh, so this is our New Year's Eve show that is going to be releasing on Monday. And you won't get a new show until the new year from us. Whoa. So we want to wish everybody a happy and healthy New Year's Eve. I know people probably will not be going out and doing much, but we want to wish people a happy, healthy New Year's Eve. Brother, we are almost done with 2020. Yeah, we're we almost, almost done. I don't think anything changes, but I just need it to be over. Yeah, I do too. I do too, for sure. So we got a message from Seth, and Seth sent in an image, and it was talking about Kirk Cameron uh, Kirk Cameron, by the way, wound up uh, doing this caroling event. He wound up uh, protesting the stay-at-home order. And uh, he sent an image in that, said, that shows Kirk Cameron and someone cut out a couple of things <laughs> and changed it. So now it reads, Christian terrorist Kirk Cameron hosts another super spreader event to protest <laughs> California's stay-at-home order. Yeah, that's more accurate for yep, sure. They cut out it. some words in there and made it more accurate. Fucking singing at people. You that's, literally couldn't do much. <laughs> short of like splashing your blood and spit on strangers. Exactly, right? Yeah. It's like ejaculation party on somebody. <laughs> it's like a bukkake party would be less of a super spreader event. Got a message from uh, Joseph. And Joseph says, uh, the Trump campaign didn't release the Krakens. They released the Karens. That's, <laughs> that's good. Well, that's a lot more true. That's real good. Uh, I will say, though, that the, the news this week when they were talking about how there's so many people at his office and a lot of these people are saying, yeah, man, it's cool. Why don't you just, I don't know, declare martial, martial law. law. Yeah, just, you know, if you don't win, what you can do is violently seize control of the country with the military. Well, and now- That's what I want in my peaceful democracy. And, you know, now they're, uh, the Senate is saying that they won't, a couple of senators are saying they won't vote to approve they're gonna they're gonna vote to disapprove to of the electoral college vote, but what happens then is, it goes back to the Senate and it goes back to the House, and they then hold a two hour meeting where they vote on it again. And if it doesn't clear both houses, then it just goes through. So you could it's, it, it's all just procedural yeah. bullshit. It doesn't right. it's not doing anything. You're just gonna waste people's time. It's it's stupid. It's so that they can say they opposed it. Yeah. It, all it is is to is to create a is record it, yeah. of their opposition. Yeah, it's a cover your ass moment. But yep. I, what it really is is a, is a a moment 
where where I hope people in the future look back and say, wow, we had a bunch of seditious fuckers here, didn't we? Yep, right? Yeah. We got a message from Kyle, and uh, last week we were talking about free bursts, and they were talking about Satan. <laughs> and they said Satan referred to themselves as the bringer of light. I said, he's always amused by these conspiracy theorists and find connections and everything when it suits their nerve, but I have no actual knowledge or understanding of the word. Turns out that uh, that the name Lucifer literally means light bringer or <laughs> light bearer. I think that's amazing. That's so Super good. Super funny. Uh, Kitsune sent some message in to talk last week because we had a conversation about the fixing your car. And they said, yeah, you know, I, I own several older cars. I don't have a lot of money. I own several older cars and I fix them up and uh, I never spent over, you know, a couple grand for them and I keep them here on my place and I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos and I've learned how to make repairs and uh you know you can if you if you if you can if you can using YouTube and and uh and making sure you can keep an old car running for a long time and I don't disagree uh our situation was a little different in the sense that I grew up in a time before YouTube and so in the time before YouTube uh, you had to go to the library to find yep. a, a book on how to repair the car and most of those books were not actual take this screw off, do this thing. Instead, these books were just sort of a, a, a schematic view of the thing you were working on. So it would show you where everything kind of went in a sort of blown out way, but you you really had to be pretty mechanically inclined back then. And the other thing too is uh, we owned, we didn't own a house. We lived in an apartment. And so every place where we worked on the car was a parking lot or a street. And you can't just put a car on blocks for a couple days and work on it after work for a couple days, even if you are mechanically inclined enough to do it. We just didn't have the space to do it. And so there was never a moment, like I say, growing up that my parents, I remember my dad maybe changing a spark plug once in a while, or he would change the oil, the oil filter, but that was the extent of his knowledge. He just did not have, he was not mechanically inclined. And once in a while, you would hear about a friend who would say, oh yeah, my friend can do brakes for you. And then you'd take the car over there and then you'd pitch him an extra hundred bucks. But that was not a reliable person who you could go to all the time. Right. That was sort of like, a one-time favor person who you could kind of do once in a while. But it was really difficult to get your car fixed back then. I'm glad YouTube exists, though, to help people nowadays to go through those how-to moments to figure things out that used to be sort of, you know, in a lot of ways blocked from, you know, a normal person's view. Also, like, working on cars requires a pretty extensive and expensive amount of tools. Yeah, that's which true. If you just... You just don't have those tools. You don't have access to those tools. I mean, it's not like you just wake up one day and you've got, you know, these the socket sets and everything else that you need to work on yeah, cars. Man. That's and just And they're expensive. very specific. They're very yeah. specific too. Right. As cars get more complicated, it's less and less practical too to work on them. Interesting Xmas pun here from Sarah. She says, I'm an atheist 11 months of the year, but in December, I'm eggnog stick. Oh. Eggnog oh. stick. Get it? Get it, guys? Oh, Sarah. I love it. Super good. Sarah, no. Super good. You are getting, not getting coal this year, Sarah. You are definitely oh. getting an orange or whatever. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> what, did, what did Santa put in your stocking? I don't know. <laughs> you know what you're getting? You're going to get a tube of lube from adamandeve.com. <laughs> you go to adamandeve.com right now, you can get 50% off almost any item. And free shipping. Just go to Adam and Eve and type in Gloria checkout and you will get something amazing to spice up your holiday season. 
And if you send us a message, I will literally send you a two balloon in the mail. <laughs> they sent us one to the office that we haven't we done have. anything with. It's still sitting there. It's also next to uh, uh, a buzzing butt plug that we still need to give away on the stream sometime. We, we still do. haven't given that away. That is used, though. I will say that one's used. So. <laughs> they wash off, whatever. Uh, Tom, the dishwasher. Last yeah. week... You said this, you had this amazing idea. Why don't we just instead pay younger people a little less and we pay the older people a little more? It turns out someone stole your idea many years before you had it. <laughs> yeah, it's called Australia where like living isn't shitty. Yeah, that's, that's where it, that's, you know, thing. yeah, yeah. And it's, it's not funny. actually it's from it's funny. It's it's from November of 2020. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess it is relatively recent, but it is funny though. Like, like you said just a few moments ago before we started recording, it took me ten seconds to figure it out because it's not hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's not complicated. Once you it hear the hard. argument, well, we don't want to pay yeah. kids the same as yeah. adults. Okay, well then don't. Would yeah. be the solution to that. <laughs> I figured it out, guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> Tom cool. comes running in. Tom comes running in with a whiteboard with marker on it that just says, <laughs> "Just don't." Then <laughs> I, I will say, Cecil. That happens to me in my life a lot. Like that oh, happens man. at my job a lot. I'm like, describe the problem. Uh, just don't have that problem. Yeah. Oh. And then people will look at you and they'll be like, well, you don't have to have that. You made that up. It's yeah. not necessary. <laughs> you just don't have that. And then they you look at you like it. you fixed a problem and then you get a raise that oh, year. That's amazing. Like, what is even happening? That's amazing. <laughs> Got a message from, uh, this is from Hebrew Hooligan. And he was talking about jet skis. He said, I spent a good time, jet, uh, of my, a good bit of time on your jet ski. And I had one that could do 45 miles an hour. It's like, if you try to go 70 miles an hour across the ocean, <laughs> you have a death wish. It's <laughs> like 70 miles an hour. This is a jet ski guy saying, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he says, uh, at, at 70 miles an hour, every few feet, you would jump about 20 feet in the air. <laughs> that sounds so horrifyingly terrifying. It sounds so uh, scary. It's amazing. Uh, uh we got a message from Michael and he says that he has a Republican family and they's, he's always had those discussions about jobs and how those people want a living wage and his family argues back with them. And he points out, and it's true, it doesn't, it, either they're going to get the living wage and they're going to live with the living wage or you're going to have to pay for it anyway, right? So they're either, McDonald's is either going to have to raise the price of their Big Mac by 50 cents so they could pay everybody by, you know, X amount of dollars so they make $15 an hour or it's going to come out of your check to pay for them yep. because because they got to get the money somehow. We're not going to let them die. Yeah. We're already paying it. Yeah. All you're doing is deciding that first it has to go. I love the idea that the, the Republicans, for the most part, believe that government can't do anything right. And we want small government and anything that government has to do is inherently less efficient. Don't you understand that by not forcing corporations to pay a living wage all you're doing is making corp making people pay money to the government so the government can have systems to pay it back to other yeah. people. Yeah. You're involving more government. Just doing more, doing it more. Got a message from Jay and Jay says uh, that, you know, we hear complaints about big corporations, but mom and pop aren't always better. 
And uh, and yeah, that's you know that's true. It's true. one of those things that you know mom and pop isn't are, are not better all the time because and and here's a perfect example. Ian works for us. He doesn't get any benefits from us. Sure, he gets a pretty good wage, but he doesn't work full time for us, and he doesn't get any benefits. And we don't actually have him as an employee. He's a contract worker for us because that's just an easier way for everybody to do the booking because we don't have an HR department because we're a tiny little mom and pop podcast. <laughs> that's what we we don't even have the way to a way to figure it out. So the fact is is that. Um, that the reason why you go, you, you know, mom and pop, uh, is, is kind of bad is that we're looking for ways in which people can get benefits. And the reason why you need benefits in our country is because health, uh, dental vision, all that stuff has to be paid for from your, yep. from your job. If all that stuff was taken care of, then the mom and pop would be the same as everything else. If we yep. just had fucking universal health care, we wouldn't have to worry about this stupid shit. Oh, it's amazing how that works. I mean, you'd be able to run a business competitively as a small business owner against larger businesses. It's almost like larger yeah. businesses don't want that. Yeah, right? Huh. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, that is going to wrap it up for this week. We are going to be back. We hope you have a wonderful, happy, healthy new year. And we're going to be back at the beginning of next year with a brand new show. Uh, thank you so much for a wonderful year. And if you are not joining us for our live streams, uh, this last week of the year... Uh, this is releasing on Monday, so it's releasing before New Year's Eve. We are going to be doing a, our last live stream of the year, New Year's Eve Eve, so Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Central, and then from that point on, we'll be going back to Thursdays. But please join us for New Year's Eve Eve. Tom and I will both have a cocktail, and we'll be cheering yes, you. And so come join us on 9 p.m. Central and check it out. We have a lot of fun on our streams, and uh, and they're a blast. And Ian joins in and chit-chats with us, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Come check it out. Uh, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook, and I think uh, Twitter. So you can come check them out on any of those those places. That's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.